Welcome to the HU Powership Podcast. What's going on, everybody? You can find us at www.hupirateship.com, where we talk about the pirates. You can also find us on all social media platforms, and you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. So like and subscribe. It's year seven, year seven, episode number 65. I'm your host, Big Rick, along with Hampton Knight from the HU Ship. What happened, man? The pirates, they pulled it all together. Uh, this Saturday against the Aggies. What, what happened, man? <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I was at my son's uh, soccer game. And just to be honest, man, you know, I think both of us were just so scared. It's just like when you're a fan of the program, sometimes it's just, I, sometimes I just kind of look at it like this. If Hampton was a person, Hampton is like a person you don't want to see that's on a downward spiral, you know? <laughs> Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like you know, they kind of, you know, they drinking, you know, they doing all kinds of drugs. You know, you just like, you don't want to be around it sometimes. So, you know, honestly, <laughs> I mean, I I was watching my son uh, play soccer and I had my phone, you know, on updates. Uh, and, you know, I was got, got my hopes up. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, okay, all right, all right. And then, yeah, you know, and then, you know, then that dreaded third quarter came. I'm like, oh, Lord, let me cut it off. Because they're probably going to go in that, you know, that drunken spiral, you know. They're probably going to be hitting them lines, you know, on that. <laughs> hitting them lines on that mirror all day. And, you know, it ain't no telling what you're going to come home to, you know. <laughs> you know, that's what I was thinking, you know, honestly. So... <laughs> Yeah, man, so, similar, similar. I I, uh, I was gifted some tickets to Winston-Salem State's homecoming, so uh, we went out there. But I, I was peaking, and then I, I turned the game on uh, when, when the Winston-Salem game got boring, which was kind of quick. So I watched some of it, and then I watched the whole game uh, over the weekend because uh, they show them on YouTube. So, yeah, I, I, I got a flavor. But, yeah, watching it live has, got, has gotten scary I mean, for fans. Man. <laughs> so, but we got the win. And uh, this week we'll talk about that, and then we'll talk about the review the Big South scoreboard, review the MEAC scoreboard, talk about the rest of the HBCU football world, and then we'll preview Robert Morris. So let's get into it. Hampton beat a and The score was 39, the A&T Aggies. The score was 30-9. to nine. Uh, Hampton uh, took a, what's that, 13-9 to nine lead into halftime and then they uh scored uh 17 more points and shut them out in the second half so of course in this game we'll talk about the good the bad and nothing ugly so let's get into it so the good it was actually a complete game by the, by the pirates might be the best game top to bottom against a division one opponent for hampton of the prunty era so when we say complete game hampton won the time of possession 
we won the special teams. We won the turnover battle three to nothing. I mean, this is how uh, Coach Prunny has uh, drawn it up when we've hear, heard him through interviews in past years and even when we talked to him early on. So this appears to be like this is what they're aiming for. So this is a template for how Pirates want to win a uh, football game. So good that they didn't fold in the third quarter. Um, actually came out and, and put uh, put them to sleep in the third quarter. Um Duffy was solid, maybe his best game I've ever seen from him. He spread it around, and he didn't have Grimsley either, so he was hurt. So he spread it around to everyone. He was 17 for 28, 295 yards, two touchdowns. And I think maybe it's important, we mentioned this uh, last week, just as important, actually, he ran the ball uh, eight times for 51 yards, and that just keeps the defense honest, like he can get around that corner. So um, that was made it a little bit easier to run up the middle. So – for those, uh, for what he did, he was named the box to box to the row or box to row national player of the week. So uh, well done, uh, Duffy. And then the offense, I uh, had uh, 441 yards of total offense. So props to the offensive line always when you do something like that. Uh, Ramon Copeland, he was a big South freshman of the week. Uh, three catches, 112 yards, a touchdown. And Hamptonite, but by the way, like we've had at least, I think at least three of those Big South freshmen of the week this year. So uh, that's a good look for the program. And then the, de- the defensive line, I don't know what happened to Fowler or if they just had their Wheaties or whatever, but um, they got, they had five sacks. Um, I think that doubled the whole season's output against Fowler. So, I mean, some of them were, leg- I mean, they were all legit, but some of them because Fowler held the ball a little bit too long. And some of them was just because they beat their, man in front of him so that was uh impressive by the defensive line Kashawn Moore Dejon Jenkins uh he had two David Ola or Hamante Jenkins he had a one and a half sack so good job by the defensive line and then Axel Perez he had three field goals two of them over 40 yards so he was three for three for that he was named Big South Special Teams Player of the Week and then the referees so this is something I hope A&T is noticing it's something we said we've noticed. And when they would come, like the referees, um, the difference between the MEAC and the Big South is like the Big South referees are not over officious. Like they do not want to be part of the game. So uh, both teams were only called for five penalties apiece. Um, some of them were bad. I mean, you know, just poor, poor time. But, you know, I remember the MEAC games, we're getting 13, 16 penalties. So, um mm-hmm that was a good sign that the referees were not overly involved in this game. So a lot of good things happened there, Hampton tonight. Anything uh, that was missed there or any other thoughts? Well, you didn't miss anything. You know, um, you pretty much hit the nail on the head with everything. First, um, first I'm going to say this, Elijah Burris, 99 yards, you know, this guy, he looks like he's going to be the, the, the one of the main workhorse backs, you know, like he probably got that spot now, number five. And um, I like what uh, the offensive coordinator Patterson is really doing, done with, you know, getting him, you know, getting him touches. He got 16 touches, but then you see, you know, that that young boy, Tamir Robinson, you know, he got, you know, nine touches, um, you know, 23 yards, you know, but, you know, these were, I would say, you know, hard, hard earned yards against a very good, you know, A&T front, you know, so this is exactly what, you know, um, what we're, uh, what we're interested in seeing. And if you think about the, the press conference that Prunny had when he first got the job, 
He said flat out that we're going to run it <laughs> and yep. we're going to run that play until you stop it. You know? yep. And this to me is a snapshot of what his press conference meant. Exactly a snapshot of what this press conference meant. And then you saw even Jet Duffy, you know, eight, um, he had eight uh, rushing attempts for 51 yards and, you know, and the Lions was for 18 yards, you know. Then you combine that with uh, with his passing game, you know, 17 for 28, 285, two touchdowns, and and dig this, no picks. Yeah. And the the longest one he had was for, for 72, and that was you know that was that was amazing. So um, so you know, hat, hats off all the way around for that offense, you know. You know Duffy, Duffy, you know. Oh, and then we need to talk about Copeland. And then Copeland, uh, you know, just, oh, Lord have mercy. Three receptions, 112 yards, one touchdown, and that long one for 72. You know, he, you know he's you know, he been that guy because you remember the first game we saw him at, um, at uh, when we played uh, Virginia Union. You know, he we were like, okay. And, then, and this was the first drive. We were just saying, like, okay, he ran, like, a quick little slant. Mm-hmm. And then. Normally, you know, it's like a slant, you know, you probably get hit right once you got the ball. No, he took it upfield, you know, because he has that, he has what those fame you guys have, rack ability, run after catch, you know. So, and then, um, and then, of course, you know, we can't, you know, have a, uh, can't talk about offense and talk about what uh, a lot of these big South commentators say, Jadakis Bob. <laughs> you know, I mean, they haven't gotten it right yet. Jadakis? Are you are you kidding me? Jadakis. I mean, I mean, son. I mean, real talk. I mean, have they not heard of Jadakis? You know, I mean, they don't even sound right, Jadakis. I mean, right. yeah, I mean, that dude's, you know, he, he and this is the wild part. If you watch what AT was doing all game. They were just basically, you know, they were not letting that man breathe. And he still got 82 for a touchdown. And then if you saw that pass that Duffy threw when he was on the run, he threw it up. I'm not going to say he threw it up. That was a precision. That was a precise pass. It was accurate. The guy was all over Jadakiss, and he still came down with it. That was a pro-level throw by Duffy, and that was a pro-level catch by uh, Jadakiss. I mean, you know, it's just like the guy, you know, it's just like it, it, it's it's he's just hard to he's just hard to guard. And and this is the thing about it. When they've given two men to him, then you got that's what ha- that's how Copeland got open. You know, Catlett, you know, Cloud, you know, and some even the new kids, you know, you know, Vincent and Thomas, you know. So those are just good things, you know, all the way around. And then when we talk about defense, you know, um, I mean, the fact of the matter is five sacks, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, we, if we go back to it, we haven't seen five sacks since. I mean, not five sacks, but we haven't seen that many pressures since. I would say the, um, uh, what was it? The when we played Howard, you know, uh, like we were pressuring that quarterback. But the fact of the matter is, um, Keyshawn Moore. You know, like, we knew he was a dog going yep. in. He, he looks, he just looks like it. if he walks by you on the street, <laughs> he can be like, damn, who's that? Man, and, you know, this is the funny thing, right? If you look at, it was a highlight tape for um, Hampton versus Howard. And I forget, I think it's Ultimate Reels. It's on YouTube. You can find it. 
I, at one point, so I put it in the comments, like number fifteen, man, that look dude like he <laughs> dude like he forty years old out there playing with them kids. But hey, if you think about it though, I mean, I mean, we knew he was a baller from the jump. Yeah, I just think you know we were just waiting for him to you know kind of have his due. You know, he did have his due when he played Howard when he had that interception. And, you know, and this is the wild part. When he caught the interception to Howard, that was like a tip pass, you know. So, you know, I mean, no, no, I'm not going to say it was a tip pass. He tipped it to himself, yeah. a D lineman, and he had the presence of mind to get it in, secure it first before running. So, you know, that guy has exceptional skills, you know. Then, you know, Jadon Jenkins, David Ola. And I remember David Ola's from my home state. So, you know, just I'm glad to see that young man get some shine in, along with Omonte Jenkins. But, you know, honestly, Axel Perez, you know, three field goals, two over 40. You know, and he's a big South special teams player of the week. You know, that to me is like, wow, two field goals over 40. So, you know, I want him to, you know, get his shine, you know, and. Even though that, you know, I'm giving him his props, also got to give props to, you know, Lomax because Lomax was a holder. And then the snapper, um, I forget number 51. This is, I think his last name is Richards, I'm sorry. But, you know, the special teams, you know, you know, you know kudos to them. And, you know, offensively, we were good. Yeah, man, it was solid. So um, it was a, it was a, a perfect uh, played game. I mean, you know, as, as close as we've seen. Uh, from this regime so props to them um bad <clears throat> only one thing that that i saw noticed this week that was bad and it was the touchdown giving up now everybody gives up touchdown but i just want to note how well designed it was so from for whatever reason whatever coach prunty runs and he's had you know i think multiple defensive coordinators but that will route has given the pirates trouble from like day one and um on that touchdown uh, ant actually ran that same play, but they snuck a receiver under it. Um, so they covered the initial route perfectly. So they finally got that covered, but then they snuck a receiver okay. under that just as a, as a you know, because they knew that the Pirates are going to put uh, emphasis on that. And then he caught it. The guy who was running the real route turned around, made the seal block to, to run it in for a touchdown. But that was just well drawn out, <clears throat> well uh, conceived play by A&T, and we, and we just didn't um, – you know, followed a complete game plan on that. But that that's all I had, man. That's all I had. I was just watching. I was like, whoa, that was a nice play. Very nice play. Knowing, you know, what we've been susceptible to over the years. So. Absolutely. And, and if you think about it, man, the wheel route, and this is not a Prunty thing or our defensive coordinator thing. The wheel route has been the bane of our existence <laughs> right. since the days of, should I say his name? No, I don't say it. Well, no, I don't say his name. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to just say it like this. I'm going to say it from, um, from what I heard when I was listening to this game on the radio when I was on the trading room floor uh, trading stocks. And I'm listening to this game in my headphones, and I hear Rob Dixon yell, because <laughs> it was a real wheel route by uh, and quarterback Ricky Santos through a perfectly uh, thrown ball, you know, and that just crushed our national title hopes, you know. But, hey, that was um, Chip Kelly as the OC. So, I mean, it was rough, but at the same time, um, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, it was a wheel route, and ah, Lord have mercy. Yep, yeah, yeah. it's still the stuff of nightmares. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's how they score, man. So, yeah, that's all. You no, know, not, not much bad. I mean, that's it. I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure the guys watched film and saw some things, but I mean, thirty to nine against A and T. That's that's saying something. So, hey, just one other thought, Hampton tonight. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, unfortunately, for whatever reason, the team hasn't been doing much media. Or, or describing the team or whatever. So I just looked, I was watching the game and then I, I looked at the roster and I said, man, this is a young team. Like there are only uh, nine seniors on this team. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, I mean, and some of them are important, you know, but let's listen. We got Caleb Brown, Jet Duffy, of course, Donald Smith, Robert, Vinny, the third, Grady Thomas. Robert Smith been there forever, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That dude, that dude got gray in his beard now, man. <laughs> hey, <laughs> stretch it out, man. Yeah, uh, so we got uh James Stanley and James Fagan. So <clears throat> yeah, yeah. A young team, just to keep things in perspective. Uh very young team. Very yeah. young team. So I mean, but you know what I mean, if they are if they're able to, you know get cohesive then you know that's exactly what we want to see you know it's like a, a team that can win together you know so i mean just just young guys you know yeah Donald smith man <laughs> great but you know Grady thomas you know he brings he brings um definitely a, i would say a, a definite you know uh veteran presence to that line you know because you notice man you know they got him uh pulling the line you know he a dog down there yeah that's I true see, i see why um Pro teams are looking at this dude. So um, he's definitely a dog down there. And, um, but yeah, yeah, you know, um, so, but yeah, we're good there. Yeah. Let's see what, I wonder if any of these guys will get or have any extra eligibility because of COVID and whatnot. So, uh, but yeah, we'll see, but it's a young team. Just keep that in mind for everybody. Um, And, you know, sometimes youth doesn't grow up, but you know, these guys have a chance to grow and um, get better. So, Hey, just a couple words about A&T. So, Hampton Knight, it's kind of like, um, it's how I think the A&T feels, fan. We're old enough to remember Mike Tyson. And <laughs> I was I was the biggest Mike Tyson fan. And when he got knocked out by Buster Douglas, like, my feelings were legit hurt. I may have even cried, <laughs> like, shed a tear. <laughs> Man, I'm not saying we're Buster Douglas, but the way A&T feels about not just this loss, but the last – Two weeks, it feels like they, they're watching like Mike Tyson get knocked out, right? They, their guy who they've been riding with, who's been so dominant the past couple of years, is not dominant anymore. And they're having a hard time with it. It's just interesting to watch because that Aggie pride is so strong. But um, they've been struggling the past couple of weeks. So just some words, right? Hold on, hold on to Washington. Like everybody's talking about, hey, maybe he's not the guy. I don't understand. Bring me my money. That was the guy everybody loved. I don't think he's forgotten how to coach. It's just a confluence of events, uh, <laughs> injuries, and all kinds of stuff, right? Uh, By the way, I saw I saw Jada Kiss post something about that because yeah. Blue, Blue Death Valley and uh, some guys were saying, "Who's Jada Kiss? No way we're gonna lose the guy named Jada Kiss." So of course he saw that. <laughs> you know what? Let me just say this about uh, Aggie Pride. You know, we've been in the game for. 
decades, me, that we've been following. I've been following MEAC football. Oh, not MEAC, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, when we were in the MEAC in NCAA. Yeah, at least 20 so, years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, we were kids growing up on this stuff. But we, I remember uh, Lee Fobbs for you guys. <laughs> we all remember that, you know. So don't act like, you know, y'all stuff like that. Y'all been doing this for years, you know, honestly. I mean, yeah. You know, you you had some bright spots with George Small, but you had Lee Fobbs, then you had Alonzo Lee, you know, and y'all y'all got lucky with uh, with uh, Broadway because he he couldn't stay in Grambling, and if it weren't for Broadway, y'all would have had another no name, and you guys probably would have still stunk it up. But let's keep <laughs> it real, you know. Now you you made the um, analysis that they, they were Mike Tyson and they got beat by Buster Douglas. No, I'm going to just keep it real. I think that A&T, honestly, is Deontay Wilder. You know, they were going around beating everybody, you know, talking a whole lot of smack. You know, they were undisciplined. No, I mean, no, they were disciplined with um, with Broadway. And I'm going to still say they were still disciplined with Washington, too. But, you know, they started getting, they started losing. And then, you know, you know, they were coming back, oh, we're going to train harder, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And they still got beat. And then they had the nerve to do what Deontay Wilder did when he lost to Tyson Fury a second time. Not even want to shake the man's hand. So, honestly, man, I just look at A&T as, yeah, you guys literally thought that you were just going to come in here into the Big South and just like, man, we're just going to we're just going to just throw everybody around. And I catch you. I mean, I mean, and it's not like trying to say like, you know, like, ah, ha, 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 ha. No, it's more like we we knew this. We were telling you all the whole time. We tried y'all to tell them. We, we tried exactly. to tell them. You're not going to come in here and just be like, all right, man, we're just going to whoop ass when we get in. Right. No, you're not. I mean, we, was, we saw the players that you had on the squad, and we were just like, okay. Because we knew what Hampton had when we <laughs> – we knew what we had when we first played that Big South schedule. And we uh, had, I would say, Miek-style players. Yeah, no, that's true. The roster is, I mean, execution, you can always quibble with that, but the roster is yeah. completely different and overhauled, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we had Miek speed. You know, Miek speed is nice, but, you know, they have meat and potatoes. Like, they didn't have the frills. They didn't have, the, like, the special guys that we got. You know, the, the guys who can run a 4-2, but only can run fly routes, you know. They had guys. <laughs> I mean, the Big South just got guys that can run, you know, north-south, you know, and they'd be like 240, you know, 230. You know, they're not really fast, you know, but they're strong. So we were sitting here looking at A&T. We're like, oh, okay, all right. Really? Yeah, all right. Watch. But, you know, and that's just, let it be a lesson for you, Aggie Pride, you know. Just like I told you last time, you didn't even win me when you left. You won it on a technicality because of Fan U. So I mean, because Fan U couldn't hold up, you know. So let's keep it real. Just like Hampton, when we left the Big South in basketball, we were dominating, but we lost the last game to Central, you know, at the tournament, and everybody was so happy to see us lose. It was the exact same. You guys should have suffered the exact same fate that we had. When we left the MIAC, but you got you got a pass because Fan U is corrupt. So, 
So I'm, I'm, I mean, am I lying? Am I lying? No, no you're not lying. I uh, see. That's why you keep it 100 real. I'm trying to be diplomatic, uh, but <laughs> there I mean, was no lies told there, man. Yeah, I mean, but now you got Mammoth at Jiho. Oh so, man, man. I mean, that's, that's like that's like letting. Uh, oh man. Y'all, it's like y'all letting somebody who owe y'all money in your house and he like, you yeah, know, no, I want my money. I don't care if your mom's just making me an apple pie. I'm going to collect. And mama is going to come into G-Ho and collect. I promise you. I promise you. They're not afraid of no, no G-Ho. Afraid of, uh, you know, H- afraid of, of all that, you know, hoopla and hype going around. They're going to come on there and collect. And y'all gonna give it to him? I promise you. Watch. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a bad. It's gonna. It's, it's it's not fortuitous for them, right? Because you got COVID, so that's already gonna depress attendance. And then I think people are really hurt. I wasn't calling him Mike Tyson. I was just saying that's how they feel when their guy got when Tyson got knocked out. That's how they're feeling. So that's like a double whammy. They better hope for good weather too. Cause uh, <laughs> my God, man, yes, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's it's um, it's the stars are not aligning for them. So you know, we got everybody learns, right? Uh, but you know, yeah, one yeah. thing also for A and T, right? I would hold on yeah. to Washington. I know people are bad. He's a good coach, and then yeah. but A and T, y'all are good, but you got to get a little bigger, a little bit stronger. I'd be saying even if yeah. we lost, but you just got to get yeah. a little more durable. Um, you know, and you got to get bigger and better, bigger and stronger. And then just mother, what happened to uh, Jamaine, man? I mean, I, clearly he's hurt. Um, oh, yeah, he, can they, yeah, can he, they redshirt him or anything or, or is he done? Like, he, red, yeah, I don't know, man. He just, he doesn't look the same. It's just like, maybe they probably try to run him too much, you know? I mean, but you know, hey, keep it real. You saw how he came to the uh, press conference to the, to the media day. <laughs> Yes, he he. I told you he. Yeah, he did. They, he all, did. they they came in there with the trumpets blaming. You did. You I'm, did. Like 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 that's like. Remember Muhammad Ali? The, well, the champ, champ is here. here. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, the <laughs> champ is here. We sitting here like wow. Oh, y'all came in here and laid the biggest egg ever, man. I mean, look. I mean, hey, I keep it real. Yeah, we talked. I am. We are talking stuff because we saw this coming. I mean, it's like, but hey, don't 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 sweat it. I mean, you know, you guys, you know, we we rooting for you. You know, yeah. this is not no this is not no trash talk. I mean, because when the last time we beat AT, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know I what? Mean, I remember my last memory. My my last memory of AT. Was when Tariq Cohen was still there, and I drove out to Greensboro oh, and just oh, watch him stomp a muscle. Uh, right, <laughs> that was my last memory. But, <laughs> but that this the wild part. We did our best to contain him for the first two quarters, and then because I mean we we kept it close. I think it was like what seven three or no like se- yeah, it was like seven three halftime or something like that. Yeah, and then yeah, then afterwards yeah we just. He just stopped the mud holes. And I'm like, when was the last time we actually beat AT, man? I don't remember it, man. Yeah. I mean, we we never beat a Broadway team. Um, we I we on uh, last time we beat them was, oh Lord, I don't know. Who came from Broadway? Was it Lee? 
It was uh, Lee. Um, was it Fobbs or Lee? One of them. No, no, Fobbs came first because Fobbs was, they paid that man all that money to lose 22 games. And they were just like, man, oh, Lord, have mercy, man. Fobbs literally wore a ski mask to get his paycheck because he was stealing from him, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think, I think they brought in Lee from Morgan State. And, you know, we knew Lee from Hampton. You know, he, he's a... He's a good motivator, but, you know, he just wasn't really a good recruiter. And, um, you know, but, you know, he was there for a little bit, you know, and then they got lucky with with um, with Broadway because he wanted to come back uh, to um, to Carolina. And Broadway set the tenor for the program. Like, yeah. Broadway was their saving, honestly. Yeah, he, he brought him back to life. Um, yeah, yeah. And just to, uh, for everyone to we'll, – put this to bed right but just for everyone or maybe not this is actually our best win in like years so we should just do the whole podcast on this but um on on Miak fans uh friend of the show bison for life he had a great post just for everyone to understand the sentiment here he said uh (laughs) he created a post that said thank you Hampton he said finally a HBCU football program brought the Aggies down to earth signed the HBCU community so you're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. That's the, uh, it's that's like, the energy. It's like this, though. The fact of the matter is a really wasn't in that stratosphere. They were good. And let's keep it real. They were good. But they but there was they did not win them yet when they left. They yeah, but lost. they won a celebration bowl. I mean, they, that that last year. Yeah, fam, you. Yeah. Uh, but they I mean, won it, the celebration bowl. Man, four four out of five that. or something like that. They went up against a program that that can barely can't even pay a trainer. Real time. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't, if that's the if that is a level of if that is a level of you know of how should I say experience for a SWAC program? You know, not not because of Jackson State now, but if that was a level of what SWAC program had during that time, then absolutely, of course. Hey, I think you can go down four programs in the me. I can still beat Alcorn. I mean, let's be <laughs> real about that. Oh, here they come. I, I hear the bees now, the swag. You know, them guys, they got rabbit ears too, man. <laughs> I do not care. I do not care about it. See, that's the thing. It's like they jawbone about football all day. But, you know, all they do is just, I mean, swag speed, you know. What, and where, where did it get you? You still got beat. You still got punched in the mouth by AT. And if Fabio would have been there, it would have been even worse. Yeah. If you had the defense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, uh, look, man, y'all basically lucked up because of Dion. Be quiet. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? They should, we'll get to that, but they should enjoy. Nothing lasts forever. So, enjoy <laughs> while, while you can. <laughs> I mean, you, you heard what Reggie Bush said. You know, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, Dion talk about, you know, like, uh, yeah, God called me to Jackson State, but Jack, God might have called you to USC, too. <laughs> right. Oh, oh man, we, we, could, we might come back to this later. But, um, yeah. yeah, let's move on to the Big South scoreboard. Um, so, Robert Morris, they lost to Gardner-Webb, who we're playing this week. But uh, Gardner-Webb won 28-17. Uh, North Alabama, they're getting better. Um, they beat Charleston Southern 45 to 22. 
how we lost to Charleston Southern like that, I would say I don't know. But like I said last week, it's the it's that week after Kennesaw State. So yeah. everybody looks like trash after them. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I'm saying that's why we lost to Charleston Southern like that. Um, and then Kennesaw State, did you watch any of that Campbell game? I just saw snippets of it. And uh, I think they actually shut Campbell out again. Campbell scored on like yeah. a, a turnover or something. So, yeah, I mean, that yeah. defense and we put up a couple points on that defense, too. But yeah, Kennesaw yeah. State, man, they're they going to be close to top 10 in the country. So, yeah, yeah. Kennesaw, you know, you know, they, they recruit a lot of Georgia kids. I mean, because, you know, I'm from Georgia. So they're getting they're getting like, OK, the higher the, the rankings in uh, the hierarchy in Georgia is. Top kids want to go to either UGA, Alabama, or you know, or LSU, or or Clemson, and uh, then if those guys don't get them, then the other SEC big time programs will get them. The Floridas and the the Floridas, the Auburns, and all those kids. Then after that, then it's like the Miamis, and then the other programs that come outside, and then go all the way down to the ACCs where the Georgia Techs are, then the Georgia States. And then Kennesaw will honestly take kids from Tech and Georgia State. Mm-hmm. So that's how good they are. And they're getting those kids. They're keeping those kids that are in that north, northern Georgia region. Because let me explain. Kennesaw actually is um, outside of Atlanta. It now, I would say, has a significant population. So they're keeping their kids in Kennesaw. So, you know, we all know that they're going to be FBS in, a, you know, I would say, about five, five, five years, five, um, t- um, five years minimum, ten years tops, you know. So, they're you know they're they're a good program, and even though they're they're a small program, if you, if you go by their sta- their stadium, but they're building it the the, the right way. So, um, yeah, they just got a great system. I mean, I just yeah, if, if folks just want to watch, I mean, all these things are on YouTube now, all these games and stuff. Just look at their guys. Like yeah. they're, they they have a template. Like their guys are lean and mean, just like all muscle. Everybody, all there's no, there's no fat guys. Everybody's just muscular, like muscle yeah. and run. That's that's their whole mo, man. So you don't see you don't see you don't see too many guts over there, man. No, no, man, they are solid. So just watch them if you want to see what it's gonna take. I mean, a good thing is, I mean, I, they they punched us in the mouth, but at times we held up. And that that, bar, that bodes well um, for for what we're trying to do uh, going down the road. So um, we mentioned that um, uh, A&T has Jiho. Just another wrinkle to this. Monmouth is coming off a bye. Come on, man! <laughs> Who put this schedule together, man? <laughs> oh, God, no. somebody A&T, hates A&T, man. Somebody hates them, man. A&T. No, if you listen to A&T, they come in to collect. I mean, they're going to get paid. They're they, they coming in to collect. So I'm going to just keep it real, man. You might as well just hand them the money right when they walk in the door. <laughs> I mean, I'm joking. I hope y'all win. But, yeah, me too. I mean, me too. But, I mean, we've, we've played Mammoth, I would say, three solid times in the past, what, five, six years. And, Lord, have mercy, boy. Yeah, boy. I'll say if if A&T had Jamaine, then they will have a chance because yeah. you can move the ball on mom. You can move it, but you ain't going to stop. Yeah. You're not going to stop yeah. the offense. It's just not going to happen. And 
Ante's pass defense is struggling right now. So I, I yeah. worry for them this game. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I, I just remembered watching them and I was just like, man, the offensive line was big. They had a six foot seven tight end last time we saw him. Six foot seven, like two, two sixty-five. And oh Lord Hammer, that boy was moving some bodies. And you know, the quarterback, I you know, this is the thing, the quarterback really wasn't good. He was kind of just functional. But he did exactly what was needed to be done. And I just think that that's what Monmouth does. You know, they're not fancy. They just run their plays and that's it. You know, and I just think if A&T, you know, sticks to what they do, they'll have a shot. And plus the home, you know, they'll have home. Um, they'll have, they'll be juiced up from, you know, the homecoming crowd. Hopefully they'll actually not be partying out there outside the stadium and come in the stadium and support the team. But, you know, Mama does not care about what's going on those festivities. They come in there to play a game and steal homecoming because they don't want to be nobody's homecoming. No, they shouldn't be. That's kind of, that's crazy. <laughs> Whoever said that, man, <laughs> maybe that's that hubris or just, hey, we scheduled Kennesaw State, so what, what can we say, man, yeah. uh, <laughs> for homecoming? Uh, <clears throat> on to the VX scoreboard, though. <clears throat> so Norfolk State beat Howard 45-31. to 31. Um, Jawan Pooty Carter, he had, he was not a check. He didn't have any touchdowns, but he was 26 for 29, 332 yards. And, you know, Norfolk state is now in control of the MEAC. So, uh, they're in the driver's seat, still a long way to go, but I just worry about, um, their defense and just their over-reliance on Carter. Um, I thought they might, I thought they might lose this game because, you know, Howard is looking better and maybe they would have been fired up for homecoming. And, you know, the weather's going to turn. So I just thought Howard could have had an opportunity here. But um, Norfolk State's looking good. Can you see them in the Celebration Bowl? Absolutely. They got Dawson Odoms. Yeah. That was, you know, that was – I think that this man came there. I'm just like, dog, of all the programs, man, why you got to go there? And he was the only one that was open. Like – you could have went to Central. Well, he no, because no, because he's a Central man, you know. But I'm hoping to see what happens if that Central job opened up, mm. you know, because you know he's from he's from that's his hometown. So, you know, I'm I'm interested in see what happens there. But um, I mean, ah, man, Norfolk State. I mean, you know, I, I trip about Norfolk State. Not at all. Real talk, you know, that's the that's the best in the me. And, you know, we lost to them by a point and, you know, and it hurt. But at the same time, though, if we're going to lose, we lost to the best program there. Um, as far as Howard, you know, I just think they're, you know, they're, they're, they're about I, I like Larry Scott. Yeah. You know, I think he has them going where uh, they need to be going. Um, I mean, in the right direction, but you know, it's probably about a year or two away for them to be really competitive. And they actually, with the absence of FAMU, A&T, Hampton, and Bethune, they got shot. They got really good shots to you know to be extremely competitive in the MEAC. To, to me, that's a good shot for him. That makes you know his job a lot easier. You know, but I mean. So Bison for life, you know, I still don't see a school of porta potties being competitive at their stadium. <laughs> I mean, if I got to really go to the bathroom, how can I do that? Honestly, where am I going? Am I going to go in that little uh, the athletic building? They, they're not letting people in there. 
I mean, there's a dorm behind the stadium. I don't think they let me in there. I mean, so I, do I have to go to um to uh what Floyd's Barbershop on Georgia? <laughs> nah, uh, man. So I mean, hey, listen, big stat, man. You don't have in-house plumbing in there, man. So how can you be competitive, man? Fix it. Yes, I'm. I'm telling. I'm telling to you all, Howard. Fix it. You know. So, <laughs> you, can't be, you can't be competitive in the MEAC if you don't have in-house plumbing in your stadium. You know, real talk, like, guys, I hate, you know, that, that there is some truth to that, right? I mean, it's, um, that's, that's a core capability um, of... That's, that's com- like, that's, yeah. it's like, okay, I mean, I've, I've traveled all over this planet, you know, it's like, I'm when you go to India, you know, they, they don't have, they have a toilet problem because there's uh one point, I think 2 billion people on that um, Indian subcontinent and they don't have enough toilets for all the people. That is the exact same problem that they have at how at green stadium. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, man. What it's like all them elderly folks that be at that game. And you mean to tell me they got to use, like if they sit on the home field, ain't not one, as where you got to where you gonna go? How you gonna go to the bathroom? Oh, you yeah. gotta be kidding me! Nah, you know, and for, for that to be the mecca, you know, stop it, stop it. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm telling the truth, and you know, I'm telling the truth, man. So anyway, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good time to talk about porta potties. <laughs> <laughs> And um, North Carolina Central, they beat Morgan State. Gosh, man, stick a fork in Morgan State. Gosh, what do you do there, man? I, I don't even have any ideas, but they beat Morgan State 28 to 17. And in South Carolina State, they beat Delaware State 13 to 7. So, yeah, yeah. what else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just have respect for South Carolina State. You know, it just, you know, but. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with, you know, Delaware State, you know, they Rod Milstead, you know, he's definitely fighting to get that program back in shape. But, I mean, it's Delaware State, man. <laughs> right. I, I love Delaware State. I, yeah, me too. I miss the, I miss the days of um, Al LaVon, you know. Al LaVon, man, ooh. And he had, um, gosh, Shahir McBride and all those guys there. That dude. So here, McBride, you know, he was he, he was really good. And then you had Darnarian McCants. You know, that you had some really good players on that on that squad, you know. So you know it was a fun time sneakily. So I used to, when I lived in DC, I used to drive up to Delaware State when Hampton played there if I could. Yeah. And yeah. that was always a good crowd because oh, yeah. the people from Jersey, New York, Philly. Yeah. That was yeah. close enough for them to come, so that would be yeah. a good Hampton crowd at that game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like I like going there. It's it's a great place to visit. You know, I just you know yeah, I always like Dover. You know, I just haven't been in a while. You know, because we haven't we haven't played them since what what 2016, 2017, I think. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's the MEAC scoreboard. It'll be interesting finish. Uh, no, really a two team thing going down the stretch. So. And then rest of HBCU football, just I, I saw something, um, Tennessee State, you know, they're on a three-game winning streak. Eddie George, he done turned things around there. So, and they got those pro coaches, and it seems like 
it's paying off. So mm -hmm. they've won three in a row. They're looking a lot better. And then just in the SWAC, uh, interesting games. Let's see, Jackson State, they won again, 42 to 12. Florida yeah. A&M. <laughs> hey, if anybody wants to laugh, Florida A&M, they beat Mississippi Valley State 31 to 28. And I think, like, Mississippi Valley State, they messed something up, like, on the last play <laughs> where they could have yeah. had an opportunity. But the funny yeah. part was, like, listening to how dejected their announcers were oh my god play. so anybody just go on twitter and search for that game and listen to their announcers man <laughs> i felt for hey them. <laughs> man, hey do me a favor send that link to me because i want to hear it man yeah it was funny, I, man. yeah but you know what though shout out shouts out to mississippi valley state they really are coming and i appreciate what they're doing you know because um, you know, for a long time, you know, Mississippi Valley State was like the the Coppin State or the you know you, you Maryland Eastern Shore of you know the <laughs> of the of the SWAC, but you know they really have you know have really changed some things there. So you know, and they probably are in a position for them to actually be really competitive. They, you know, they they upgraded the stadiums. You know, Rice Totten, you know, is pretty is updated. You know, so, you know, I'm watching, we're watching, and we're, we're excited to see what they have so far. And um, FAMU, you know, FAMU, that was a hard game for FAMU. You know, Mississippi Valley, you know, really put it on them. And then now I'm looking, I'm looking over at Prairie View. Prairie View, sneakily, is that squad, man. Yes. yes. They got that four-star QB from um, Louisville. Mm -hmm. Nobody talking about that. And Dooley got them. Dooley got them really moving in the right direction. But it's the wild thing. Everybody talking about Dooley, they want to bring Dooley back to Baton Rouge. I, if I was Dooley, I'm looking at, okay, hold up, Prairie View, better stadium, uh, recruiting bases in Texas, you still get Louisiana, and you still get Mississippi. I mean, that's that's a fertile recruiting area. Recruiting area. So I would not be thinking of, I mean, I know that, you know, he's a, He's a part of uh, Pete Richardson's, you know, uh, um, you know, he's a part of that era. But I mean, I honestly like him where he's at in real talk. And I would really think twice about going to Southern right now. So. I, I wouldn't do it because, I mean, where he's at Prairie View, um, he has a lot more uh, time. Right. And they're they're appreciative. Like Southern, they're kind of nuts, yeah. man. Like they don't. No, of course. <laughs> They had, they had Dawson Odoms there, and you mean to tell me, you know, that he, he's, a, he's a solid coach, and you mean to tell me I can't get that man what he needed? Shoot. And now this is a wild part. You see what he's doing at Norfolk State. So that's what Southern gets, you know. You know, you about to be you about to be getting stumped Mitchell again. Watch. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. I wouldn't go. I would not go. So, <clears throat> yes, yeah, and they put up 500 yards. And that was that Southern's homecoming, man. So good gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh CIAA, I just, you know, I was at Winston Salem. Hey, well, here's one other thing I noticed. Uh, we talked about this earlier, but <clears throat> yeah. I was watching Winston Salem State uh play Livingstone. They shut them out. So two things from there. They uh a couple weeks ago they lost 73 to six or something like that to Chowan, but mm -hmm. they won three in a row. So you can turn it around. But yeah. I remember one of the things that Coach Prenny said he had to do was just really overhaul and rebuild the roster. And yeah. real talk, watching that game, 
like the last year of Maynard's tenure, it looked like what Winston Salem had out on the field. Really? Like it, it kind of like just saw it's like, oh, now they're big. I mean, because they almost beat Central. But like yeah, yeah. compare what was there when Prunty mm-hmm. started to now, like, yeah, I, I see what he was talking about. And yeah. Um, yeah, it was just that was one thing I noticed watching that game. Um, yeah. So Winston Salem, they, they got good talent for Division Two, but you know, yeah. There were certain things that weren't filled out on our rosters. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, they, they rolling. Bowie State is still rolling. They, they beat Virginia Union 27-7. And um, Chawan, they're sliding, man. After dumping Winston-Salem State, they lost again. They lost mm-hmm. Elizabeth City State. Yeah. 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 And Virginia State, they're up. They won 23-3 over Lincoln. So, Yeah. yeah. Interesting CIAA. I mean, they're playing some good football too. So if anybody wants to go just watch some games, just they got a lot of talented players, uh, CIAA, and just a fun it's atmosphere. It's interesting to see how Virginia Union just kind of fell off, man. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh, that was bad. They were so juiced up to play us, but yeah. Yep. And SAIC, uh, I didn't, I don't really have much. Uh, I do have the scores, but I don't really plan not to put in much context, except I saw Savannah State. They got shut uh, out of Albany State. How? Yeah, they fell how? Off, uh, we thought that you guys were going to go ahead and just run the SIAC. Yeah. So basically, I don't think it's a coaching. I just think that Savannah State did. They pulled a, a, a how should I say it, a cheap card. They basically just cut off the money that they were putting in the MEAC and just even probably made it even with the SIAC programs, you know, because honestly, Savannah State had the actual dogs to run the uh, SIAC, you know, when they first came in. But I I mean, I just kind of look at it as you got to be kidding me, man. And I follow the SIAC more because I'm I'm from that area. So, but... um, Miles, the big Miles and Tuskegee were the big dogs. Tuskegee struggling. Uh, Fort Valley State been struggling. Mm, (laughs) So, you know, and Morehouse has been very good this year. So, you know, a lot of things about the the SIC, this has been a wacky year for them as well. So it's interesting. Yep. Very true. All right, man. On to Robert Morris. So this should be relatively quick. (laughs) Robert Morris. um, Pirates take on Robert Morris this week, and they want to see if they can keep the momentum going up there in, what's that, Moon Township, Pennsylvania. Uh, So Robert Morris is 2-4. and Uh, They are on a two-game losing streak. They recently lost to Northern Alabama 42-31, and they lost to Gardner-Webb 28-17. Uh, prior to that, their last win was over Charleston Southern, 31 to 24. So also earlier, they got beat uh, pretty soundly by North Carolina A&T, 41 to 14. And they eked out a close victory over Howard, 22 to 16. And uh, let's see, um, their earlier game, they, they lost to Central Michigan, 45 to nothing. So that really just a money game. So. Um, they average 271 yards of offense and give up 431 yards. They have the worst offense in the Big South by far, just from stats, stats perspective. Look at the stats. So it's not even close. Their defense is similar to ours in the rankings and stats. So we're kind of hovering the same place defensively. 
I think our special teams uh, is better, a little more solid than theirs. So uh, Hampton wins this game if we win a turnover battle and just make them drive the whole field. So make them earn everything and you'll win the game. Um, and then make your field goals if they if that comes to it, if it's a close game. But it's not a good team. That's all, <laughs> that's all I don't to say, man. I mean, um, but, you know, you got to play because, you know, before A&T, you know, we're, our team was being questioned mightily. So this would be a good game for them to get healthy. But um, Hampton should win. Any thoughts? I mean, we said the exact same thing about Charleston Southern and we yeah. lost that game. So, <laughs> right. I mean – I, I, I honestly think that um, when we talk about um, uh, these type of games, you know, Hampton hasn't really been a good road program, road yeah. team. And that scares me the most. We have not really won a quality road. We haven't won a real road game in the Big South. You can't count Presbyterian. So we just got to figure out how do you win on the road? So, I mean – if we could just win this game, uh, this, I mean, this would be hopefully, I mean, I wouldn't call this a low bar because we haven't really won a, a, a big South game on the road, honestly. So I would like to see what we could do. Um, I do think that if we're able to get Burris, you know, Burris, you know, on, on, you know, on this game quick. And then, you know, I know we didn't really see um, too much of, um, uh, butts, like you know, because he had that safety last week. Mm. But if we can see some of him, you know, if he can get, if we can get him out on the edge, or you know, get some screens going, or give him some, you know, types of runs where he can just do his little one cut, then you know that would be great too. And hopefully that will open up, you know, some play action passes. So Jadakis Bond. <laughs> what I can't like every time I hear that. I, I, all right, what's the over and under that the announcer? For Robert Morris is going to say, Jadakis Bonds. Well, you know what? They might you know. get it right because I'll, I'll say, I mean, I, I'm always shocked at who I found out who listens to this thing, this podcast yeah. of ours. So they might yeah. be listening to this just to glean yeah. some information. So, so hopefully they get it. <laughs> they get it right. Yeah. So, you know, so Jadakis probably going to get it. Uh, he's probably, they're probably going to, of course, going to move the coverage over to him. And we'll see, uh, you know, Copeland will get his, Catlett will get some. And then, of course, Cloud, you know, you know, he'll kind of bring up the rear. Hopefully we find out if, if Grimsley is ready to get back in the saddle. So, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, so. sometimes when a team gets a good win, you kind of get healthy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, and, uh, and you know, ho- Hopefully that defensive front, you know, will do exactly what's needed to be done. You know, Keyshawn Moore, you know, he's a dog. So, you know, I need him to stay hungry. I need um, I need the other kids to stay hungry. And you know what? Andy Matthews, I know we don't really talk about him, him and Kentrell Groom, you know. They're not really the types where, you know, they're not stat hounds, but, you know, they they provide a good service, you know, for you know, for, you know, the, the linebackers, you know, for, you know, clogging up holes, you know, for at least getting some hurries or getting some pressure or, or putting the quarterback off of his spot. That's what I think I've seen that they've done pretty well at. So if we could do that, you know, we can win this game. I just want to win, you know, let's just get a road victory. And so that we could go into uh, what Gardner Webb, you know, you know, or, you know, and, you know, and, and win, you know, cause I think we got Gardner Webb at home. Right. So, Yep, yep. And just one as you were speaking, one thing I, I I've <clears throat> one thing that hasn't happened this year, 
Jada Kiss has been solid just because, you know, Duffy, you know, when he's on, he gets in the ball. Uh, but he hasn't had like a, just a crazy game, you know, just yeah. like he's capable and he's yeah. due. So hopefully this can be the game. He's due. Yeah. No. no. See, but this is the thing, man. Jada, man, he will have like that game where he'll just drop like that, that it'll be like right there for him. You know, yeah. it might not be a perfect pass, but it's a very catchable ball. And you'd be like, Gina, come on, bro. We need you. Right. You know, it's just like, like the Howard one where I think he had a touchdown uh, pass and, you know, Duffy kind of put it behind him and, you know, he just couldn't, you know, come down with it. But, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, we ain't receivers, you know, it happens, but, you know, it's like, if he could just get bring snag one of those in when it's like on that third down where we keep that ball and we keep that momentum, that's exactly what I hope that we could do. Yep, true indeed. So should be a good game and uh, yeah, yeah. go Pirates. <laughs> yeah, and one last thing is just like I think the difference we saw this game is that we sustained drives. You know, normally with Norfolk State, we basically – you know, had that lightning game where you just scoring at will. And whereas that was more of a, you know, a punch for punch type of game. We like what we saw with AT was a that was a mental game. If we can have more of those type of games going forward, we'll win some games. Yep, true that, true that, man. So uh yeah, it'll be a good week. Um, hopefully for the pirates up in Pennsylvania. So we'll uh sum it up for you next week. Um Go Pirates!